Yeah. So listen, there's a big misconception about what networking is. And that's why a lot of people, they'll tell you, I don't like to network or it just feels dirty. Well, it feels dirty if it is. And that's a big misconception. A lot of people, they do what I call network for need. They want to get the job. That's when you're going to get the call. They need something. That's when you get the call. We all have those people. When you look at their phone, when it rings and you see who it is, you're like, oh boy, what do they need now? Or I'm only going to hear from them every couple of years when they're looking for a job or they need a ride somewhere, which are all things that you'd be happy to do for people if they're there in your lives and you know that they're not these quote unquote takers. So it's not dirty, like I said, unless it is. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset Show. This is a podcast about the financial, money, and recreational mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. Let's dive into today's show. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Hello, everybody. Larry Sprung here, your host for the Midland Money Mindset Show and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today, I have an excellent guest, Adam Connors from NetworkWise. He's a sought-after speaker, a social architect, a podcast host, and a super connector who has transformed lives and accelerated careers. He's the founder and CEO of NetworkWise, a business platform that expedites outcomes for people through training in the art and science of personal and professional networking. He's an entrepreneur at heart, and Adam has spent over 20 years starting and building companies across a variety of industries. His sole focus these days is teaching people how to network wise. And it is an honor and a pleasure to have Adam Connors on my show and call him a friend. Hey, Adam Connors, it's a pleasure to have you on the Midland Money Mindset today. Not only is it a pleasure to have you on because you're an excellent business person, but you're also a very long time friend, 20 plus years. I can't believe it. But we met in the financial industry. And Adam, I wanted to tell you, this is a great idea. Love your concept of network wise. How did it come to be? Well, first, before answering that, We might need you to edit out that 20 plus years, man. It makes me feel old. (laughs) And I actually, I love the name of your podcast, The Alliteration. How'd you come up with that, if you don't mind? You know what? It was just by happenstance. We were working on a bunch of names, and I really think that talking about financial topics is great, but I think that there's also a correlation with having the right mindset. If you don't have the right mindset, but you have money saved, doesn't really help you or you have income, doesn't help you. But at the same time, if you have the right mindset and you don't have money, that doesn't work either. So you really (laughs) got to marriage the two together. And I thought it was a great way to name the show. Indeed, indeed. So to answer your question, God, how did NetworkWise come to be? Interesting. It was always going to happen. It was just a matter of when. I find people fascinating. As you know, I mean, I've just, I get a variety of different kinds of friends, types of friends, whether it's people that are very wealthy, people that aren't, (laughs) people in all different kinds of industries. I'm just curious in general about people. And 
I'm that got a guy people for people. <laughs> if someone needs something, it's usually me that they call. I like that. I like helping people out, making connections. I call it selfish benevolence. So as you know, life has been good to me, married, a couple kids, live a decent lifestyle, things. I've had a pretty good ride. And then a couple of years back, I didn't. I went through an extremely tough time. I don't need to go into the particulars of it, but essentially had the carpet pulled out for me on life as a result of people that really aren't good. I don't want to get into the particulars of that, but I was in a bad spot. I was angry for the first time, not in a good place, probably not a happy person to be speaking with, and that's not me. However, I had some really quality people in my life, like yourself, that really showed up, whether it was people getting back to, whether it was a good lawyer who was a friend of mine that helped me out. I had people that just took me out just to get me out and to change my mindset, getting back to the importance of mindset. Go skiing for a weekend. That's right. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) Those are the things that I was extremely fortunate to have. So again, I don't want to dwell on all the negatives, but the negatives brought out a positive. And obviously I did pull through, came through very nicely. And as I was reflecting and on this situation, it was really apparent that it was all these relationships that without them, I'd probably be in jail right now because I would have hurt somebody. True. Candidly, that's what would have happened. I don't believe that, by the way. Well, (laughs) you weren't in this mindset anyways. (laughs) But listen, what happened, it it caused a lot of stress. I wasn't sleeping. I was very upset. I was very down on what happened. It really caused a a lot of tension within my marriage. It had nothing to do with my marriage, but it, you know, just as a result, the byproduct. Going back to mindset, right? Uh, Yeah. Mindset, it works on you. Most definitely. Probably for a few months, wasn't a great father. I mean, these are just things that it just is what it is. So anyways, I pulled through and it all came down to be, I really attributed to the amazing support system that I had. And outside, my family was great, but outside of my family, again, people like yourself, other people that I have worked with, other people that I have just spent time with. And that's so important. So when I was in a clear spot and I was thinking about what am I going to do in life, I was thinking about how could I contribute? And that's where NetworkWise was spawned because I realized I did a little bit of research, or not a little bit, I did a lot of research on relationships and something called network science. And I came to realize the scientific importance of having relationships, whether it's for your health, your mental health, your financial well-being, and these things all kind of tie together. So that's the long answer (laughs) to your short question about how this came to be. Well, I think we find a lot of times, right, out of bad situations or bad spots, great ideas are born. And I think network-wise is just another one of those great ideas from a bad spot. And hopefully you never look back on that other than as a great memory and as a launching pad for this great company that you've created. As you and I know, we've been networking for over 20 years. I know why it's important to me, and I think it's a great skill to have. Why do you think, because this is really what the basis of NetworkWise is about, what's so important about networking that makes it such an important skill to have? That's a great question. And to piggyback what I was saying earlier, when you have robust networks, because you don't just have a network, you are part of many different networks. And I can expand on that if you have an interest, because that's something that a lot of people don't understand. But when you have these robust networks, everything in life can be accomplished easier, faster, and ultimately better. 
When you expand your networks, what happens is you expand your opportunities. In my opinion, it's probably the most, or at least I shouldn't say probably, for me at least, it's the most and the greatest learned skill set that you can have in your repertoire. These strong networks can get you out of the most interesting, unique, and challenging situations in life, just like it did for me. Yeah. Listen, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, I think that there are many things that are accomplished in life solely, but when you have a network to rely on, you can do so much. There's so much more that can be done with that help of other people. You're 100% right. And I'll tell you something that's really interesting. So getting back to, I told you I was doing some research in this area. And some of the things I found were just blew my mind. But I'll tell you, I mean, here's something that's very interesting. Professor Ronald Burt, he's a very, he runs Chicago's School of Business. He's a sociologist, very well-known person in a leader in the field of network science. And one of the outstanding conclusions that he had through a lot of his research is that the single number one predictor of anyone's career success is having a large and open network. And there was another gentleman that did a study. His name is Arun Sundarajan. I'm sure I'm not doing right by his name. And I wish I brought the study up and I had this handy, but essentially he identified His focus was on a career perspective. And he said the people that have these large and entropic networks, they get better jobs faster. Not only do they get better jobs and faster, but they progress significantly better than those who don't. So they come up with more creative ideas. They're able to collaborate more, which is super important as we're moving into this next phase of work these days. And I can elaborate on that too, if you have an interest. They also, you make more money. When you have this, there's scientific facts that you make more money and it's like significantly more money than those that don't. Again, getting back to the better ideas, they're better leaders. And there's a big leadership gap that's actually starting to happen right now where a lot of people, there's a significant portion of the workforce that's retiring, as I'm sure you can attest to. But now there's a new crop of people that are entering these leadership positions that aren't trained and they don't have a lot of these quote unquote, social skills that you learn through having lots of different relationships. So I could go on and on. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yes, I think you bring up a good point And you definitely emphasize the fact that networking is a very important skill. My understanding from following you and, and following network wise is as an outsider looking in, there is a completely different view of networking. And then we have network wise. Mm. Seems like two different things to me. They're similar end results, but I believe, and I don't want to speak for you, the path of getting there looks a little different. So can you tell us what does it mean to network wise? I love how you framed that question, by the way. That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So listen, there's a big misconception about what networking is. And that's why a lot of people, they'll tell you, I don't like to network or it just feels dirty. Well, it feels dirty if it is. And that's a big misconception. A lot of people, they do what I call network for need. They want to get the job. That's when you're going to get the call. They need something. That's when you get the call. We all have those people. When you look at their phone, when it rings and you see who it is, you're like, oh boy, what do they need now? Or I'm only going to hear from them every couple of years when they're looking for a job or they need a ride somewhere, which are all things that you'd be happy to do for people if they're there in your lives and you know that they're not these quote unquote takers. So it's not dirty, like I said, unless it is. So to network wise, to answer your question, essentially, it's a verb. It's about action. And that action is taking a proactive approach to relationship development with the ultimate goal of benefiting somebody. That's what it means to network wise. It's about establishing relationships and welcoming an opportunity to engage in a conversation or just to collaborate. It's about cultivating 
that mindset that you talked about that's immersed in the art and science of networking properly. So that's what it means. Yeah, I think that's great. And one of the things that I found over the years of networking and the people that are not interested or don't like it or feel it's dirty, some of the things that I didn't hear you say is going to an event and collecting cards is networking. (laughs) Going to an event and trying to sell somebody on your product or service. I didn't hear you say that is networking. But I think that there's this kind of misperception and misconception that that's what it is. And so I guess, how do we get people from that mindset of collecting cards, trying to sell somebody and being what, quote unquote, taker from being more of a giver? Where can somebody go to become better and hone true networking skills, not the dirty that make people turned off at networking skills. You're nailing it too. I mean, I had created a webinar. I think it was the 17 or 19 things that most people do wrong. And again, it comes back. It's really just an edification. It's really just understanding. Because when you understand it, you're like, it's people are like, ah, you know, you get that aha moment. You don't feel dirty. You appreciate things. So to answer your question, really go to my website, networkwise.com. And there's a plethora, there's articles. I've got resources out there. We offer this a networking IQ test that I've had people that told me just single-handedly, just these questions alone made them really kind of take pause and also think about, oh, wow, I never realized or never went to think that this is what networking is. What happens when I'm typically training people, I liken their thinking to having a virus on a computer. So what the first thing that you got to do, it's that thinking or that mindset that they had, we got to eliminate the virus. And then we got to put the proper software back into the computer. And then you start with the foundation to that first, that understanding of what it means. And then once you understand it, then we kind of give some strategies and some tips. I try to give people the proper habits because it's all about habits. I forgot FM Alexander said, you don't control your future. You control your habits and your habits control your future. Yeah, that's a great point. So again, I try to teach people these small little habits that they can learn because it's a learned skill set. Maybe you or I might be a little more inclined to do this, or it's kind of maybe we were taught at a younger age, but we can learn it and it's become a habit. You and I, when we speak, We always are, all right, how can we help each other? That's the mindset getting back. And that's why we have good lives. That's why you're married with two awesome kids. That's why your kids do so many amazing things. Again, this is just part of you sacrifice, you give, but it's not a sacrifice. That gets back to the selfish benevolence. I mean, it's just what we do. A hundred percent. That's it. It's just part of us. And I think that's what people have to do is they first have to come down to the mindset of what is networking? What do I really want to do? What do I really want to get out of this? And then design the habits that are going to get them there and utilize resources and items that are on network wise in order to help them educate and become better at what they're trying to accomplish. And you touched on some changes, I guess, from when we met each other 20 years ago. I'll have to edit that out again till now. But (laughs) is networking and being able to network wise, is it any more or any less important today than it was when we met a while back or from previous generations? Is there an emphasis there? Significantly more important now more than ever, whether it's a pandemic, (laughs) you know, whether it's the changing of the workforce, just the change in general, you need people, you need support systems. They're like from a mental health standpoint, just so important. Actually, I tried, my printer wasn't working. I tried printing up some statistics that the CDC just recently put out, which talked about 
how lonely people are. That's an issue. That's an epidemic. Back in the 80s, the average person, it was like three point something confidants, meaning someone outside of your family that you could feel psychologically safe enough to be very vulnerable and open up about whether you're about to get a divorce or you're broke or whatever these situations that you're dealing with. And you had people that you could count on today. You want to take a guess what that number is? I would have no idea. It's very low, I would imagine. Less than one. It's like 0.84% or something like that. So almost most people don't even have one confidant. That's crazy. We've talked before about the fact that, for instance, the United Kingdom has a minister of loneliness, right? Yep. And you and I have had this conversation before. And I think part of this, I mean, you tell me if you agree or not, is technology has been great, but it's also eliminated some of those in-person relationships that we normally would have. And it's come down to typing or texting. And that has probably also led to a decrease to that number of confidants down to 0.8. Significantly. That is an issue. Again, people, what they don't realize in person, you'll never be able to replace the in-person connection. What happens is when you meet in person and you spend that time, there's oxytocin that's released. That's a chemical. That's like a dopamine that is released that you can't, even though I'm looking at you right now and it's better than not, you can't replace that. That's a chemical need that your body needs to release that. That's good for you. It's good for your brain. That's just one of the many things that we need. We're tribal people. That's just who we are. Even if you are an introvert, and that's a big misconception when it comes to networking, a lot of times people think, oh, I'm an introvert. I don't like people or that's just wrong. Actually, introverts are the best networkers because they're thoughtful. They reflect. They're not out there looking to talk to everybody. They're a lot more strategic because they want to be careful who they open up to. Mm -hmm. I agree with you a thousand percent. So listen, we're talking about the fact that there's been this shift, right? in networking and the importance of it is greater today now than ever. Yet Mm -hmm. some of our younger people and even some of the older folks are not utilizing it. So one of the things I know you've talked about and probably more so even very recently is about mentors and how important they are and how important they are to people. And I think a mentor is really a great individual to help our young people or folks who aren't used to networking to get used to that. So how do you go about, how does a young person or some anybody who's looking to find a mentor, how do they go and find one? How do you find somebody, number one, that would be good for you? And then how do you find somebody who's going to be a good fit that's going to be a good role model to you and hopefully help you build these skills as well? So Larry, another great question. And having a mentor is paramount. I can't even begin to tell you how important it is. And maybe not necessarily just having one mentor. There are things now, it's called a personal board of mentors, PBOM, which I strongly suggest for a variety of reasons, instead of necessarily just having one person. Because a lot of people, they look at one person as maybe their idol. And yes, they could be good in one capacity, but there's so many different facets of life that you need to lean on. Yes, it's super important. And actually, the timing of this is perfect. Actually, I just written a five-part series just on this topic. What having mentors do, they teach you, they challenge you, they listen to you, they give you confidence because you, again, with all of this knowledge, they inspire you, they help you navigate your journey, and they connect you. Good mentors, they'll make those connections for you. I've created a model that helps people kind of walk them through this journey, like what they can do, how do they access their networks? Again, it's about you got to give to your mentors too. And there's a big misconception about the mentor-mentee relationship. And a lot of times people say, hey, Larry, can you be my mentor? And 
when I'm asking you to be my mentor, I'm asking a lot of you. This is a commitment. It's not just, hey, be my mentor and when I'm going to call and ask for, you know, I need to go to you with a plan. I need to say, well, this is what I want to do. Can you help me with this? Whatever that plan might be. And what a lot of times people don't understand, it's the mentee that drives the relationship. It wouldn't be fair of me to go to you and just say, hey, I'm looking for a job. Well, you might say, well, where? Do some research. Yeah. (laughs) I think one of the unintended byproducts, and you'd know better than I do, of that mentor-mentee relationship, although the mentee's driving it, don't you find, I mean, I'm sure you've mentored people, I have, don't you find as a mentor that you almost walk away unexpectedly learning just as much, if not more, as the mentee did from you? So you nailed it. Being that I don't have much to offer, yeah. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but yeah, and that's a great part of it. Again, I'm not generalizing, but more often than not, when you're mentoring someone who's younger, which doesn't necessarily have to be the case, by the way. Right. But that typically is the dynamic. But yeah, like whether it's technology, whether it's trends, vibes, acronyms, you know, <laughs> there are so many things. It's a joint. It's a relationship. They're, oh, man, they're really interesting guy that was on my show by the name of Bill O'Haron. He made a great comment. It wasn't about the mentors, but it was uh, something that I'll take away is that he said in the relationship, there's two parts. Two people are a part of a relationship. You each own 50% of that 100%. So you've got to contribute right. your 100% of your 50%. So when you think about that, I love that. I'm completely ruined his quote, but you've got the genesis of it. Again, you're giving as a mentor, but you're getting that hopefully they've contributed their 100%. You will be the benefactor. Yeah, that's awesome. And you bring up Bill and you bring up your podcast, which quite frankly, you want to talk about mentor mentee. One of the reasons why I have this podcast today is because of your podcast. You were very instrumental in getting your started, having me on a guest as a guest on your show, and then helping me get on other shows as well. And it really led me down this path that I really enjoyed doing this. And that was a huge takeaway from me. So although you say you don't have a lot to offer, you do. Because if it wasn't for you, I don't know that I'd be here today. You were a big influence in me setting up the Midland Money Mindset and launching it. And along those lines, your podcast, which is Conversations with Connors, which is part of NetworkWise, one of the things I wanted to ask you as as a fellow podcaster and having a show of your own, I think it'd be interesting to know what is the best thing, and maybe it's the Bill O'Heron quote that you just mentioned, what is the best thing that you ever learned from one of your guests? You've been doing this longer than I have, had a a lot of guests. If you had to pinpoint, what's one really great thing that you've learned from a guest? So first and foremost, I'm humbled. Secondly, I think you're coming out of the box swinging with this podcast. This is very natural for you. Anyone who's listening, they're very fortunate because I know you're going to get some amazing guests and, you know, very conversational. So you're going to get a lot more out of people and the listeners are going to be able to tell that it's not just QA, QA, QA. It's very conversational. So, so kudos to you. And I'm honored to be here. What you're going to learn. So now I've done, I don't know, I've probably done between this and I have another show as well called Who's Who in HR. I've probably done 150 podcasts. Actually, I've probably done 200. A bunch aren't going to make the cut, unfortunately. You've also been recognized recently in the top 50, I believe, right? Number 14 in one of the shows. And actually, with iTunes, at one point, we were number 16 in the career section in the U.S. Yeah. As quick as we were there, we dropped off. Who knows how these (laughs) algorithms work? But But you were there. That's all that matters. (laughs) That's it, man. You have um, the video clip to show it. I do. We did. The meme to prove it. (laughs) We do. And we took that because we knew that was going to be short lived, but we'll see, you know, anyways, what you'll see, I don't just have one. 
Like it's so hard. I wouldn't be able to do that. And I'd be impressed if you are at some point, if there is one particular takeaway, there's so many takeaways. Again, from each show, I could go down, whether it was from Andrew Yang, who was running for president at one point, just talking about automation and just how the world, getting back to what you said, how the world's changing. That an FBI hostage negotiator just talk about from an energy standpoint, how to kind of bring people down and get them off the ledge, if you will. Yourself, having you on just, you were the epitome of, of a giver whether it's the money you're constantly raising, how you've passed it on to your kids. That's just such a great passing on as a parent. There's no better, more important job. And you've instilled that in your kids, whether it's raising money for your suicide. I always mess up the name of it, but the suicide. American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Thank you. You're not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I need to write that down. It's been messed up by CNN anchors. So (laughs) don't feel bad. Okay, thank you. I had someone that hasn't launched yet, but I thought this was a great quote that she said that is something that I'd hope a lot of people take away with. Her name's Dr. Dawn Graham. She's UPenn Wharton's. She's their career counselor for the MBA, for their MBA program. She's also got her own show on Sirius Satellite. And I did write it down. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it. Anyway, she said, most of your career decisions are made when you're not in the room. That was a powerful quote. And I'm like, again, getting her to expand on that. Essentially, some of the biggest things that are going to happen to you, you're not going to have control. You're not going to be present for. So you better build those darn relationships when having people that have your backs. Right. Or back. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm sorry that. That is excellent. Yeah. Dr. Wayne Baker, who's actually Adam Grant's mentor, and he's at the University of Michigan. He wrote a book called All You Have to Do is Ask. And a lot of times people don't ask. You have friends, and for one reason or another, people don't ask. And actually, there have been all these studies that when you do ask, you will get, but you just don't want to be that ask hole where that, getting back to what we talked about before, where phone rings and you see who it is, and you're like, oh, Jesus, I'm not taking that call. Yeah. Listen, I know I've taken away a lot of great tidbits and lessons from your shows, and I think others listening to this would also benefit from listening to your show as well. Going back to what this is all about, it's the Midland Money Mindset. And what we want to know, and we ask every guest is, what's the one thing that you do every day, each day, that brings you joy and puts you in the right mindset for success? What's that one thing? Awesome question. So I do something that I've implemented actually in my certification. I offer this certification to people that can become network-wise certified. And that's something that kind of validates their social capital, that they're someone that really, I guess, quote unquote, gets it. They get what it means to network-wise. And I do something, it's called a 30-day gratitude challenge. And the idea is because within networking, it's a learned skill set. And again, getting back to the habits that we talked about. So that's 30 days that they've got to give gratitude to somebody. And I don't care if it's giving them a call and saying, Larry, this is how you've impacted me. I don't care if it's a handwritten letter. Those are always the best. Sharing a story on Facebook, liking and commenting on LinkedIn and just being supportive. So that's something that I've implemented. That's something that I actually do. I don't just do it 30 days. I do it every day. Not that everybody needs to do this, but I spend at minimum one hour every day where I'm just trying to benefit other people that are in my networks. I'm extreme, but all I recommend is that all they got to do is spend five minutes, maybe even 15 minutes a day. So identify people that are in your network, look them up, reach out to them, see what you can do to help them. If they wrote an article on LinkedIn, people are doing that. They're writing this so they can kind of spread a message. So who can I find? Whose article has got a positive message that I can share? I can show some kind of support for to help them. By doing that, 
Number one, it's nice to know that someone out there cares about you. You know, you're helping them. Hopefully it can contribute to their bottom line in some capacity. And that by putting out this positive vibe, that's going to spread. So again, that's your quick. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I think that's a great, great thing. Great thing to do. It's one of those things that not only from an outsider looking in, it not only puts you in the right mindset, but you're also spreading the ability and giving other people the opportunity and putting helping put them in the right mindset, which is great. You're having that impact and you're being helpful to a host of people. So if you can reach out to two, three, four people, five people during that 15 minute time frame, which isn't a lot of time when you look at Nothing. you know stuff that people waste time on scrolling through social media just aimlessly or looking on LinkedIn aimlessly. Taking 15 minutes to do something meaningful and impactful is tremendous. And that might be my takeaway. Listen, I call this selfish benevolence. I enjoy it. And it comes that selfish boomerang. It just comes back to me tenfold. It's great. I start receiving these things too. And it's amazing. You have a bad day. All of a sudden you get like a random text or you get a random email. Number one, it's nice to hear from these people. But then when they tell you something nice or that like reinforces something that maybe you've worked hard, let's just talk about you for a second. All these things that you're doing, you're giving up your time with all of these charities that you're involved with. Isn't it nice that if someone was to call you and say, you know what, Larry, great job. I know that you're sacrificing, like you're fine. You could be on your boat one time, but you know what? And with your family, but you're spending your time trying to help other people. And that's all you need. Yeah. It's it's very rewarding. If it wasn't, I wouldn't do it. Nobody would do it. It's got to be rewarding. So listen, Adam, it's been a great pleasure. Where can people go to learn more about NetworkWise, the NetworkWise certification, and also the podcast conversations with Connors? Where can they go to find that? Everything can be found on the website, networkwise.com, all one word, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-W-I-S-E.com. It's all right there. (laughs) And there's a networking IQ test that I suggested that people take. They take that. And then there's kind of, we give these step-by-steps on what you can do to improve from there. So yeah, I hope you go. That's awesome. And listen, I definitely can see more so now than prior that there is definitely a difference between networking and network wise. You definitely want to network wise. If you're going to spend the time doing it, you might as well do it right. And listen, this has been an honor and a pleasure, not only from a business standpoint, but you, your family, your girls have been a great friends to my wife and I. We enjoy the time spending with you. And hopefully one of these days we'll get back up to the ski mountain again. And I appreciate you taking out the time to be on the show today. An honor and a privilege. Thanks, Adam. I want to thank Adam Connors for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset Show. I hope you found our time together as valuable and as interesting as I did. Be sure to find Adam on all the various social media platforms and check out his website at networkwise.com. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset make sure you visit our website at midlandfinancial.com and be sure to smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content. And listen, please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. Be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about the mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement.
The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.